Good morning, morning Tappers. How is your Monday morning? Happy Monday. Welcome to World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew we'd get here so soon? Megan and I are preparing for the trenches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I need a couple of things for war. I need internet. I have a very specific pillow that I can only sleep with that pillow. So I have a couple of things that I need. <laughs> well, um... Uh, as soon as Ukraine was getting hit by bombs, I was messaging the group saying, do they still draft the gays these days? <laughs> I, unfortunately, I think Don't Ask, Don't Tell was revoked. So, Do I just do a hand flip and be like, You're, I can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, gun scary. Scary gun. Boom, boom, pows. Well, that was when my brother turned 18 and they were trying to get him into the draft. It was Don't Ask, Don't Tell was still in it. And he just flat out on the phone said, I'm gay. And so they couldn't do anything because yeah. he told them. Right. This episode today, Megan, it's going to be full on history class, history lesson, social studies 101. Everything I didn't listen to in high school, I did extensive research now into learning what a lot of these terms even mean. <laughs> so we had um, a few hours to do a thousand years worth of research. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, I feel like I also didn't learn a lot about foreign affairs. It was pretty much right. just U.S. Like, even in world history, I don't remember learning anything about the world. <laughs> I know. Like, why was I never, like, I, maybe I was and I just didn't care. But now it's like I'm literally about to be drafted and I should have listened <laughs> to what was going on. Like, I don't know who's my ally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's on our side? Not Russia, okay? <laughs> Do I tell, like, when I go get drafted, I'm like friendly fire do i get revived how many lives do i have is this like call of duty did i do enough practice like i don't know what's going on well well i actually looked it up because in the chat leah made a good point she said isn't it 18 to 25 for the draft yeah. and um how old are you i'm 26 so you're safe well then patrick said it was it goes up to like 35 like there's exception or something oh if, if we're in a war isn't uh. I think it does maybe go up. Okay, so wait, actually, we asked Alexa and she said um, 18 to 26. So. Well, I Googled it. I always, I thought it was 25 too. So I don't know what she's on. She just wants it to be 26 so that you're nervous. Yeah, she knows my fucking date of birth. So she said that. <laughs> well, you're almost 27. Right. So, I mean, if Russia and Ukraine could just hold off for a month. <laughs> like not even a month like fucking like 20 days or so mm -hmm. will be good yeah i mean this is the state of the world today and quite frankly i'm getting sick and tired of all these like major life events happening it's becoming a lot right now on me and i don't know how much more i can take we've lived through how much like universal trauma and <laughs> And we're not even 30 yet. <laughs> right. Like both physically and mentally with like 9-11 and then the pandemic. And now we got World War Three happening. Like I was reading that this is like one of the biggest attacks since World War Two on a European nation. I mean, we mm -hmm. are living through it, Megan. And here we are reporting it for everybody. Yes. So that is, if you haven't guessed, that's what our episode is going to be about. We're going to steer a little bit away from the poor before the four. Mm -hmm. And... Um, a little bit from uh, Hot Toppies. And and this is going to be like um, the Ukraine-Russian conflict for dummies. Like, it's going to be real basic. We're not going to go <laughs> super deep into this. Right. We might just be giving 
simple, plain definitions of things because a lot of this is like, I had to look up so much stuff to even understand what I was reading. Exactly. <laughs> there was no news article that just put it for stupid people. They couldn't. So we did all the research to put it in black and white for all the stupid people like us. <laughs> yes. So it's like to understand it on a very basic level and like how, um, I mean, we're U.S. citizens. So kind of putting it to how the U.S. is involved as well. Right. And what it means for us. And not to make it like, oh, it's all about us, Mm -hmm. but like. But like, stock up on food, say goodbye to your 401k, and (laughs) buy some gas right now before it goes up to $10 a gallon. (laughs) Yes, yes. So that that is one thing that is one of the things in my notes. So this conflict with Ukraine, gas prices, are they're already the highest they've been in eight years, and they're just going to get higher. They're just going to go higher. I'm telling you. Well, maybe we'll get we'll get into it. Maybe we'll give some advice from Sean and Megan at the end. Maybe not the best advice to take away from it, but maybe um some maybe it's more extreme advice that we're giving. But it could happen. I mean, look at the pandemic. No one thought everything would shut down. And here we are shutting everything down. You know? And it's what, two years later and we're still wearing masks. Nonetheless, here we are yeah. come on tap. We're not at <laughs> war yet. We're not in the trenches. We're here safe and sound. I do live in a major city, so now when there's, like, major conflicts in the country, in the world, I get a little bit more nervous that I might get bombed. <laughs> yeah, because that's where they attack. They don't attack um, freaking backwoods Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but honestly, if I was to go out in the nuke or something, I would probably prefer that because you wouldn't feel anything. So Yeah, it'd be so quick. Right. So if, my, if this is my time to go, if Boston gets bombed, just think of me. I might not be safe. <laughs> this is so sad to even talk about. And you're like, hee hee hee, giggles. He, he, and I mean, it appears that they're targeting airports. And I live five minutes from the fucking airport in Boston. <laughs> Buckle up, everybody. <laughs> Hair flip. <laughs> but nonetheless, we thank you guys so much for joining us here on Crime on Tap to mm-hmm. um, discuss it the best that we can. It's important to know about this, what's going on in the world, because it is, it is affecting, it's not, it's affecting us, but also it's just good to care about other people in other places too, you know? Yeah. And I mean, especially if they're like, have the same ideologies as us, it's good to back them. So if you guys want more Crime on Tap content, be sure to follow us over on our Instagram at Crime on Tap Pod. We're always keeping up with the latest Crime on Tap news. Be sure to be listening on all the major listening platforms. Give us five stars over on Spotify. It really does help us with the algorithm boost. Megan, um, I know we're not doing the poor before the four today. And honestly, it's too last minute to come up with a jingle to um, <laughs> come up with a drinking <laughs> Um, rhyme for this episode, but are you drinking anything as we talk about this worldly event today? Because so much is going on. Out of my survival pouch, <laughs> uh, I'm drinking water, but only a little bit because I'm conserving for my entire um, journey. Okay. Um, out in the wilderness, I'm on a special obsession. <laughs> I'm currently actually rubbing two sticks together and making a fire so I can boil my water. Oh, yeah, that's healthier, yeah. I'm preparing, (laughs) you know, just in case we get lost out in the forest or something. I at least want to know how to do that. So that's what I'm, I mean, it's good to know we're both hydrating before we get out there. Mm -hmm. So now that we have our water, we're hydrating the souls. Mm -hmm. Let's get into today's episode, Megan. 
So I don't even know where to begin with this. Basically, the attack on Ukraine happened early mornings of February 24th. We were recording this on February 24th. So I awoke this morning to every news outlet blowing up my phone saying, we're under attack, under attack. We're going to war, going to war. They didn't say that, but that was what was going through my head. Right. As I saw Russia basically making the first move and attacking Ukraine bombing airports bombing military sites and it was just kind of like driving to work this morning was eerie like i didn't know what mm-hmm. was really going on like i feel like there was such a build-up to this happening that people would talk about like everyone like every like one time a month and then nobody would talk about it yeah it's been boiling up for a while like like we had said before not just in the recent months but for years and years right like when you were when you were saying it was like um driving to work it was eerie that reminds me a lot of the feeling another um universal trauma that we went through <laughs> was the insurrection at the white house oh oh yes call it that, but <laughs> it was the insurrection and just hearing the live broadcasting as it was happening is like you're making the realization that we're living through history we're living through something that kids in history are going to be talking about us like we talked about World War One and World War Two. Like, right. isn't that crazy to think about? Yeah, I mean, I really honestly haven't really even thought about that until, like, recently. Like, realizing, like, all we've ever known is, like, reading about the past. Reading about past, like, historical moments that have happened. Really, we have to just reflect on these moments in our life that are happening that are going to be written about and that we're going to be telling our kids one day. And that's so crazy to think about because in the moment you don't think anything of it, but really Mm -hmm. it's a big moment in history and that have ripple effects later on that our kids will be living through. And they'll ask where, what were you doing, you know, when the pandemic started or, you know, stuff like that, they're going to learn about it in history and wonder. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy to think about. Well, I mean, that's why I'm really enjoying that we're doing the podcast because now we have like, documented audio of us talking about this and we could show our kids one day be like this is what mommy and daddy were going through in the moment and this is how we were reacting Mm -hmm. i'm really grateful for the podcast just to have these moments to talk about big historical moments like this as we were mentioning a lot of the history between russia and ukraine goes back thousands of years i mean from all the articles i've read they're being like it's been thousands of years of history between these two. And it's like, why has nothing happened? And why is it happening now? <laughs> From my research, it seems as though everything kind of started as the Soviet Union was collapsing early 90s when the USSR basically collapsed and Ukraine claimed their own independence as a nation. And that kind of started the big tensions mm-hmm. were emerging in the early 90s between these two large nations. Well, and the interesting thing about Ukraine, which makes Ukraine different from the other countries that were kind of under Russian control, like Poland, Georgia, like places Um, like that. Estonia. Estonia. Yeah. Yeah, like they decided to go what they call Western. So they're a part of NATO, which we learned about. Right. (laughs) which is the um, Northern Atlantic Treaty Association. So that pretty much means that it's like an allied treaty. So like the U.S. is a part of it. There's 30 countries, 27 European, two North American, and one in Eurasia. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's just pretty much like, I got your back. We're going to trade, you know, just like 
a treaty of good relationship. Right. And like basically, you, if, if one nation gets attacked, everyone's got your back and we're going to attack back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Ukraine was still independent. And then there's Russia and they're right in between. They're right in between these nations that went NATO and then the Russians that they they hated losing power. Right. Like it was, it's a big um, sore spot for them. Yeah. Really. <laughs> and I mean, that's a lot of Putin's ego is built into the downfall of the USSR. I think he is trying to like get back his, or he knows he's getting older and he wants to have a legacy that everyone can look back on and be like, he was a great dictator, you know, as a Russian in the Soviet Union or whatever. And if he doesn't make these moves to regain these countries that were lost prior, then he's going to look like a failed leader. Right. It's really, it's a vanity project about getting the Ukraine back because they're right. just geographically in a worse position. Mm-hmm. And also they are a part of NATO, but they have applied. Their application just hasn't been confirmed right. yet. So they are making that kind of Western move. And so mm-hmm. they are in good relations with us, good relations with other nations. So that's why it's like, we got to get Ukraine before, you know, but we, but we've already, Biden's already said, you know, we're going to be supporting them. Other mm-hmm. countries have reached out. And I think the only person that's really kind of with Russia is China, right? I think they, I mean, I don't think they publicly are like, we're with Russia, but they're definitely like, you know, anti-US. So I feel like in that regard, they have each other's backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, like people are kind of wondering, okay, China definitely is going to help Ukraine. Are they going to help Russia? They definitely aren't wanting to stop it, I would say. Yeah. Because they want Russia to take Ukraine because they're in good relationship with Russia. And so Russia has more power. They have more power. Right. And I mean, whatever weakens the U.S., they're in favor of. And if they don't even have to do anything, you know, to get the job done, like if they Mm -hmm. even have to do anything to weaken the U.S. directly then, I mean, that's a win-win for China. Because then Russia's going to take the brunt of it by right. losing troops and losing resources and everything. And exactly. they get to benefit from it. So they're sitting pretty too. Right. And I think that's, um, it all, I mean, it, it all goes back to the Ukraine and their confliction. Is that even a word? Their civilian? Oh, oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Alexa We're not either. scholars. <laughs> It goes back to them, you know, their public interest in joining NATO, which is a sign of them leaning more towards like the European Union or like Westernly way of living, Mm -hmm. a democracy. And Russia doesn't like that. So, I mean, obviously there's going to be tensions there. And it sucks that they're like literally on the border, border of each other. So it doesn't make anything better. Something I think that not only does NATO look at, but also the U.S. and everybody in the NATO allyship is do we really want to accept Ukraine and then be like involuntarily in their mess with them? You know what I'm saying? Like, are we going to like stick our necks out to let them join NATO, have Russia attack Ukraine? And now here we are, you know, we're in this alliance. Now we have to attack Russia because right now, like the U.S., we have no intentions of attacking Russia or retaliating. All we're doing is, you know, economically attacking them. Well, and I think this goes back to we talked about gas prices going up. Yes. U.S. definitely has an interest in Ukraine because of oil. Right. 
and trade. Ukraine is somewhere we also do business with in that way too. So, mm -hmm. um, and the oil we get oil from Russia. I mean, we get oil from everywhere except the U.S. So I'm telling <laughs> Biden, like, open up the valves, baby. Give me that two dollar, <laughs> two dollar gallon <laughs> gas back. Open up the valves, please. <laughs> Like, do we need the Alaskan wildlife? Right. <laughs> do Don't quote me on that. That's a joke. Don't quote me on that. Don't flip that or anything. I want to get back into more of like the tensions that we're talking about of why. Oh, yeah. There's arguments why they're fighting. So like I said, back in 1991 is when like everything was collapsing and Ukraine basically was like, we're independent. Um, we're going to be our own country now. Fuck the USSR. That caused a lot of turmoil in the country itself. There was a lot of protests and government corruptions that were going on in the country. And the country wasn't really doing well as an independent, like, foreign nation. Kind of already divided because there was a part of Russian-speaking Ukraine and then right. Ukrainian-speaking Ukraines. And mm -hmm. it, there's tension. Like you would said, not everyone wanted to be independent. Right. So in 2014... Called um, the Revolution of Dignity, and it actually was also in February. Oh, really? Yeah, February 18th to the 23rd. Huh, funny how that's hap this is happening right now. <laughs> I know, today is the 24th. <laughs> the revolution of dignity happened in Ukraine when all of the, well, not all, but most of the Ukrainians living in the country ousted the um, current prime minister who was more Russian-backed. So he had more relations to Russia. Russia liked him, but the Ukrainian people didn't like him anymore. And I don't know how this works, but apparently they just protested enough and they got, got him out of office. Yeah, like a coup. I mean, we could, yeah, you can do that. Yeah. I mean, why didn't I not know more about this in 2014? <laughs> that seems like a big moment. <laughs> oh yeah, I had no idea about this. Right. And then um, president of Ukraine's name is Volodymyr. Volodymyr Zelensky. That sounds like it could be right. <laughs> Voldemir. Voldemort? Voldemir Zelensky. Mm -hmm. And um, he's more of like westerly civilization aligned. He's not Russia backed. He hates Russia. He talks bad about them all the time. He doesn't want to do anything with them. He doesn't want to listen to them. <laughs> he doesn't take any advice from them and he wants nothing to do with them so that's why russia fucking hates them <laughs> and that's why tensions in 2014 rose even more between the two countries because of the coup that megan said happened over there i mean when you have somebody who's leading the country that hates russia i mean putin's not gonna like you i mean anyone who is against putin he wants to bomb you, basically. Also in 2014, this is when Russia had their little retaliation for what occurred here. They took over. I don't even know what this is. This is one of those moments where it's like, I don't even know what this is, but I know they retaliated. And they took over some independent nation land that was in between Ukraine and Russia called Crimea. Apparently, Russia took it over saying it was to better the people of Crimea. They felt that they were in danger of like neo-Nazism. So in order to save them as a nation, they annexed the country of Crimea or something. I don't fucking know. This is really a lot of ignorance. I just know they took mm -hmm. over this little land and Ukraine doesn't like it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's probably right up against them. So it's just them encroaching and moving closer. Right. Having more of a presence. Exactly. And I, I believe 
they are also sending troops through Crimea to go into Ukraine. I think that's what's happening now as well. But I think that was all a tactic. He, Putin was starting in 2014 to eventually have leverage by annexing this little strip of land and claiming it as their own. They could, I don't know, legally, I don't know how legal that is, put troops on the border now, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of what we've been leaning up to for months is that they've just been having a presence on the borders pushing right. up against um like which it okay is it are they like physically on the border like there's a line of people on the border right now is that what that means yeah that they're they're just kind of there being scary like um I, i'm scared so right there they're like on what is it it's called uh Don Boss, Don Boss, D O N C A S, and that's kind of where it started, right? Um, where the presence started, and really, it's just them being on the border, kind of being like, "Hey, we're here." And so they also do something that I was looking into that was really interesting. They do do these like totally above board scheduled drills around around the areas and so they had a couple of scheduled that everyone knows about and there was one the the big one was in uh belarus that was a couple of weeks ago and they were doing the drill and they're like okay once the drill's over we're gonna leave like that was all we needed (laughs) and then they're like it's like that thing is like he he we're leaving and then you like you pretend to close the door but you don't actually leave you know oh, yeah or like i used to make fake footsteps going down like down the stairs yeah so that someone thinks you leave and you, and you didn't yeah. left or whatever so that's exactly what they did they're like we're gonna leave this trail and they didn't and so they did that in a couple of different places of mm-hmm. where they were these scheduled drills and so it's probably he's planning these drills because he knew his plan was that they weren't these weren't going to be drills right and another thing that he started doing that people started realizing was like, okay, he's not going to war. They didn't set up any field hospitals for their soldiers. Mm-hmm. And then what popped up, what not maybe even a week ago, some field hospitals. Right. So it's like slowly they're like, Oh no, I'm sure he's not going to do it. And then there's another piece of evidence that shows that he's going to do it. And then <laughs> we hear, Oh, what? So it's like, it's hard. It's really hard to be surprised. But at the same time, it's like, Right. And so many news outlets were like, oh, but he's probably not going to do it because this and this and this. And then he does this, this and this. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I feel like, well, like I mentioned before, this is like an attack that hasn't happened since World War II. But I mean, I think it was an attack that was intentional that was to like start something and to be like, I want your land, basically. Like, can we just like talk about it? Like, texts, you know, like, hey, this is my land. Do what you want with yours. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, why are these tensions here? Like, why is this such a big deal? I don't get it. Well, it's because they they want it. They want the power. They want the resources. They want, <laughs> I mean, well, it's just like in the olden days, the Roman Empire. Do you think the, the Roman Empire would have grown if they are like, oh, you, you keep your land. I'm just going to mind my own business. I'm not going to conquer you guys. You do what you want. Like, unfortunately, <laughs> that's that's how you get power. This is a game. This is one big game of Big Brother. It really is. America, uh, not American, but just global politics and land and power. and. Hey, Ukraine, like, look at us. We're helping you. We're giving you weapons. We're giving you ammo. We're giving you medical supplies. So when we get attacked, you help us, basically. Remember that. Yeah. Quid pro quo. Tip for tat. That's right. (laughs) 
I'm just thankful that we're like far away from Russia. I mean, their nukes pr- probably still hit us, but still we're like far enough. Yeah. Like I couldn't even I imagine this kind of tension with Canada. I'm glad Canada is just like, you know, like a pussy nation. Like we're all just like, <laughs> you know, like nobody wants to go to war basically with each other over here. So it's like, you know, fine. We're not it's like, like the, right the closest is Cuba that wanted to really get us was probably the like geographically the closest to us. Right. And aren't they like this big? <laughs> They're an island, yeah. <laughs> but they, but they had but they had those big they had the they had the the big guns there. Uh, <laughs> the big guns. What are they? Bazooka? Cannon. I think no, I think they I think they had nukes. I think they were threatening to nuke us. Oh, weren't they like um Russian they were like Russian backed or something. Of course they were. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Kennedy. Yeah. John Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. And then he said... Well, now we're just saying things. <laughs> we know history. Cuba. Missile Cuba. Crisis. <laughs> we sound pretty smart right now. <laughs> so basically what happened early morning of February 24th is Putin went on a news conference and he basically... He didn't say they're going to war... But it was kind of like a declaration of we're going to war. He announced a special military operation in Ukraine. And that's kind of how he said um, we're going to war. He also says to anyone who would consider interfering from the outside, if you do, you will face consequences greater than you had, than any you have faced in history. All Fuck. relevant decisions have been taken. I hope you hear me. Oh my God, I'm scared. <laughs> that's a big threat. That That's like... I feel like that. I said, oh, it's not like he's dropping A-bombs. I'm hearing A-bomb is going to be dropped is what I'm hearing, but worse than that. Right. <laughs> That's Putin. a big threat. Putin also called on Ukrainian forces to lay down their arms and claimed all responsibility for possible bloodshed would fall on the government in Kiev. Well, that's not fair. (laughs) This military operation, I mean, basically the bombing in Ukraine, would be intended to demilitarize Ukraine, but not to occupy it. The message appeared to be aimed not at the separate republics where Putin had already deployed troops, but to the country as a whole and its leaders in Kiev. Also, I didn't know if you read about this too. After the bombing happened, Ukraine declared martial law in the country which that was something i had to look up because i was like what the hell is martial law (laughs) did you know what that is i didn't even know what it was um it's like it's like strict living for the people that are living there right yeah it basically gives power to the military oh Um, yeah direct military control of civil functions or suspension of civil law by a government yeah so it's like basically the civilization has no say or you can't go like against the military governor or something like the military is in full control right now or whatever. Mm-hmm. And even the Ukrainian president has told its people to just stay home, stay calm. The military is at work. But and then I mean, at the same time, martial law sounds like a great way to abuse power. Right. <laughs> and I mean, the last time it's been enacted in the U.S. was Pearl Harbor and other than that, it's been enacted 68 times. But I mean, the last time was also... Oh, the last time was actually in 1961. Something in Alabama. But I think it was like a civil rights thing. Yeah, I when martial law popped up, uh, like pictures of that time. Also, I was going to say, we've lived through enough. Don't jinx it. Because now, <laughs> tomorrow, they're going to declare martial law. <laughs> well, it's also because that's just understanding the definition of it. And I've read so many articles that are like, what 
martial law actually means, how to best define, because like nobody can give you a clear answer of what it is. But even Ukraine well, has said that like, if there's, if things start going worse between us and Russia, we are ready to arm our citizens with weapons. Which, could you imagine the U.S. just arming the citizens to fight? It would be utter bedlam. They would just all kill. We would just all kill each other. Uh, yeah, right. Like again, friendly fire. I don't know who I'm shooting. I'm just going to start shooting. <laughs> yeah, don't put untrained people. <laughs> yeah, just have a little bit of um, training prior. Well, does Ukraine? You know how, like in Israel, you have to do. You have to go like in the military, like at a high school or something. Like, isn't that a thing? Yeah, it's actually a thing in Switzerland too. Is you have to do, you have to. It's like a mandatory four years or something, but it's really in name. Like they'll give you like a little like project to do or something. Oh, okay. It's like a capstone. Yeah, it's like a capstone. <laughs> well, that's how because um, remember Drew's had a boyfriend from Switzerland. Oh yeah, and that was and that was pretty much what he was. He said it was like yeah. He never stepped foot on a battlefield. Never had held a gun. Like yeah. I don't know, maybe uh, it's different for Israel, but... Okay, so back to what happened February 24th. Right now, as of this moment, there's only been 41 people killed. That doesn't seem like a lot so far, you know? It's day one, and there hasn't been, like, think about, like, other wars. It's like the Battle of Gettysburg or something. They haven't right. had any, like, big battles of blah, blah yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we're going to be following the story as, like, everybody else in the damn country... Um, Russia the world <laughs> and the country or the world, yeah. Russia currently has built up a force of over 150,000 troops on the Ukrainian border, um, over all these months. So, currently, that's how many troops are lined up on the border, which that's a lot of fucking people. Like, how many people are, are in our like army military? You know, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? 150,000 troops. Well, I w- is there even enough? Is there even that many Ukraine? What's the population of Ukraine? <laughs> Let's look it up. Yeah, do they even have that number of people? Oh, they have 43 million. <laughs> oh, that's more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Primarily, Russia is targeting, so they're not targeting like civilized parts of the country. They're going after military bases, military airports. And they've also been targeting, I believe, I mean, I think I read that they even took down their um, missile defense system, like their air missile defense system or something. So it's like clearly they are strategically targeting things so they can easily take over the country. Mm -hmm. They're focusing on places of power, places of importance like airports like so that they can't escape yeah. you know and stuff like that they and i mean that's just like um, you know that's just <laughs> like i feel like any military general or everyday person would have the same plan because you can't just go in killing civilians because even then your allies can't even defend you like how can they defend you killing innocent people mm-hmm. you know well i don't know china i don't know if china cares <laughs> <laughs> they're probably just like kill them all. kill them all yeah who cares but then if they kill civilians who, who are they controlling right it's the civilians that matter that, exactly you know who, but, um, ca- who who cares about if you take over a country if no one lives in it <laughs> um, you got a point there megan 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's basically, is that all we have? I mean, I think that was a good explanation of what's going on right now, don't you? I think it was too. I think we laid it all out. We put it in simple terms. We talked about, I mean, we didn't talk about a thousand years of history, but we talked about a couple decades. Right. I mean, I think, you know, just two simple people here Mm -hmm. putting in this into simple people terms. I think that was a good way to put it because we, the basic tensions through history and then um, what's happening today. I think that's all everyone needs to know. Right, yeah. Like, well, and I think it's comforting to hear it from regular Joes like us, but like when politicians and everything talk about it, it it sound, it's a lot harder to grasp. Yeah. You know? I mean, reading all these articles, I was like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. There's troops on a border and they bomb some some buildings. That's all like, I got. What does that mean? It. Yeah. But I feel like you have to know why the tensions are there to even understand why this is happening today because this isn't just some random attack right Mm -hmm. so but i think that's where we're going to leave it off for today i mean we're definitely going to be keeping you guys updated as everybody learns more we'll keep everyone updated here on crime on tap and we'll do the best we can to explain it (laughs) yes so thank you so much for listening to us fumble through it but i think we did a good job i think we did an okay job but if you guys are loving what we're putting out be sure to follow us over on instagram at crime on tap pod if we're not drafted i guess we'll have somebody else (laughs) (laughs) we'll still be posting but if we are drafted um Mm -hmm. We might have to have somebody else take over the podcast, but I know we may be able to <laughs> podcast from the battlefield. Who knows? <laughs> I really don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine us in warfare and we're just trying to record our podcast? It's like guys quiet in the studio. <laughs> quiet, quiet in the battlefield. Guys, we are live in the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we do our hand motions. Yeah, oh my god. We are live. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. <laughs> boom booms. Morning tappers. <laughs> But nonetheless, everybody, this is a serious matter. I know we laugh and joke Mm -hmm. sometimes, but shit's going on in the world. And maybe take this moment to reflect on the current situation in the world and just think of where you are, how grateful you are for everything, and that things could really go sideways at any moment. (laughs) Hold hold your loved ones tight. (laughs) Hold your loved ones tight and remember the good memories and the good times that we're having. (laughs) But I guess we'll see you guys next time where crime crime is is always on tap. tap. Shouldn't we be laughing? Oh, Oh, should we be crying? (laughs) 